everyone, and welcome to episode 14 of MBCHS Over Coffee. And I think I think this is this is it for season one. Like I think this is this is gonna bring us to the finish line. And like any sports fan, you wanna end the season uh, on a on a big big high here. And this is exactly what we're doing on the podcast. We're ending the season on a huge high. Because right across the table from me is the one and the only Mr. Jeff Gibson. And man, am I pumped uh, <laughs> to have you over there. Wow, what an intro. <laughs> this, absolutely. It's only going to get better from here, Jeff. It's only Love gonna it. Get <laughs> um, man, uh, so much that I want to say and looking forward to. But we're going to get to it here in the next little bit. Um, the first time that I remember meeting, meeting you. The first, I don't know if it was the first time I met you, but it's the first time that comes to mind when I honestly try and think about it is uh, we had moved to Battleford uh, and I was principal at Heritage Christian School and my wife was involved in Battleford, Battleford's volleyball club, the club volleyball team here. Yeah. Club volleyball organization, she was on the executive, I think Michelle Beavers was on there at that time too and, and uh, some other uh, individuals. And I ran into you at Walmart. I don't know if you remember that, but I, 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 I remember knowing your name and my wife and I were at Walmart. This was kind of maybe just before we had kids. And we were strolling down the aisles. And I think my wife knew you by, yep. by like, knew your face. And yep. I just knew your name at that point. And so then I was just like, man, that's Jeff Gibson. I've heard about Jeff Gibson. And, uh, and that's the, the first time that really comes to my mind. Putting, putting that face to a name because I think you got a reputation. You got a reputation. <laughs> and I heard about it already uh, coming to the battle. I'm not sure that's a good thing. <laughs> and... Uh, and it's been nothing but awesome ever since. That's interesting. That's your first recollection because yeah. I thought our first encounter was you sitting quietly. And I don't remember if it was a Tim Hortons, but I remember I knew who you were. <laughs> we didn't know each other very well, but okay. I went over and talked to you and introduced myself. And then I talked to you. I think we needed refs or it was a, it was a volleyball question, but I'm pretty sure, sure I needed to ask you uh, about being able to ref. Okay. officiate a volleyball game and I can't remember but it was quite some time ago yeah yeah and I do remember that because that was one of the first conversations we had had for sure yeah it was definitely the volleyball the volleyball I've been Walmart a million times in my life so I'm not even sure if I remember that encounter as much when uh, the one you're referring to yeah it's burned in my mind and I just think that was that was for me that was a starting point that was it's been awesome ever yeah. since and I'm looking forward to this okay Jeff uh, tell us about your teaching journey. When did you begin teaching? Graduated in 95 from the U of S. Ah. And subbed my first year out in Saskatoon. And okay. I desperately wanted to work in Saskatoon. Yeah. I'd grown up in Saskatoon and uh, been coaching with my uh, uncle in Saskatoon. And just, I don't know, just... I wanted to be there badly, and um, it. Uh, by the end of the the year of subbing, um, I had been downtown and talked to the the higher ups, and they had suggested that I was on a short list of a handful of people that would be um, getting work in the fall. But it wasn't like contract work; it was you would be on the list if you would get something. Sure. You know, if something comes up, kind of thing. Yeah. So I was pretty excited about that. Yeah. So I thought, oh, okay, here we go, and. Uh, I got a phone call. Christine, girlfriend at the time, but yeah. my wife, had uh, 
had said to me, hey, um, she was out in BC on holidays and I was staying at home in Saskatoon working. Yeah. This was over the summer and she said, there's a job in North Battleford at a junior high. Okay. It's a science phys ed job. It's a Alexander Junior High. You yeah. should apply. No, I'm not applying. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she managed to convince me to apply. Yeah. Um, I wasn't you know, cocky or arrogant, arrogant about it. I just thought if they happen to offer me the job, yeah. what am I going to do then? Yeah, yeah. But I ended up applying for the job. I did get an interview. And uh, by the time that interview was over, I remember thinking, yeah, the, if I get this job, I would be happy. So I sort of had a time to digest it. And next thing you know what, I'm teaching uh, in North Battleford in 96. 96. Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, Alexander, like how many guests have we had sitting at this oh, table yeah. who talked about Alexander? Oh, Man, yeah. I'm being enlightened here. This, Good was, old this days. is like yeah. the training ground for like... Well, for a lot of us, it was our first, you know, our first gig or, yeah. you know, something like it. Hey, that's awesome. So how, uh, how long were you at Alexander? I was only there for three years. Okay. And what were you teaching? And I was hired as a science teacher, mainly grade eight science, and okay. then some phys ed, grade eight and nine phys ed, yeah. health, and uh, yeah, that was it. It was good. it was a great job. Yeah, I look back on those days very fondly. As to you know, I work with or we work with, yeah, you know, many people on staff that were there, and uh, we all look back on that. And yeah. it's probably because you're looking back on the early part of your life. And yeah, but it was fun though. We had a good time. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. How, how big was Alexander? Like how many how many students? If I remember correctly, it was in the neighborhood of two hundred. Okay. And it was grade eight and nine students only. Okay. So the not your typical. It's just, not your typical junior high. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and then there was so there was Battleford Junior High and Alexander Junior High at the same time. That's correct. Yeah. Was there another one? I think. Um, oh, was it, were those the only two around? I think those were the only two. Okay, the Catholic that. system, I they had John Paul, and they had I think they had grade eight to twelve. Okay. So they didn't have junior high. Okay. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Okay. And then so you so you said three years at Alexander. Three years there. Okay. And what was um, the next jump for you? Don Buglis, who I used to work with yeah. at um, Alexander, he was there the whole three years that I was there. Yeah. And he had taken on a vice principalship over at uh, Lawrence. Okay. And he had said to me, hey, there's a job coming open if you're interested. And I, I, I was open to it. And then it was well, just, once again, you know, the more you think about something, yeah. weighs on your mind, you start thinking, hmm, maybe a change is okay. Yeah. And uh, it was a phys ed job. And uh, sure enough, this job comes open. It was a grade seven homeroom with a bunch of phys ed. Nice. And I ended up applying to that. And, and, and I, got, I got that job. And... And uh, yeah, it was great. I was at Lawrence for 13 years. Wow, that's it was fantastic. the biggest part of my career. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and it was basically that grade seven phys ed. Yeah, it moved around a little bit. I was grade. I was a grade seven homeroom teacher at first. Yeah, and then uh, I think two years after I went over to Lawrence, they um, basically got rid of the junior high and they brought the grade eights to okay. the elementary system and all the. Uh, grade nines went to the high school. Sure. That's when it became a nine to twelve okay. high school at the comp. Okay. But yeah. So, anyways, the reason why I mentioned that is because I ended up teaching grade eight homeroom. Yeah. Sort of the senior grade of the, of the school. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And when you look at Alexander, um, is there any? Is there like one memory in particular that stands out? I mean, for, for 
for for better or worse, wherever that might be. I don't know if I should say this one. Oh man, we've had that line a few times on the on the, the podcast. I don't know if I can share. <laughs> I may have uh, got frustrated with a student and uh, had that student come back to me in my direction too suddenly for his body mass <laughs> and ripped his shirt. Oh man, I felt terrible after. Yeah. He had just dumped a bunch of water on like the most innocent girl in the entire class, like sure. the person you would never do that to. Yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't believe I saw what I saw, and yeah, and uh, yeah, I feel a little shameful about that one. But yeah. uh, I went to grab to pull him back to talk to me. Yeah, and somehow I grabbed a hold of his shirt oh. <laughs> and ripped his shirt. <laughs> it was not a teaching moment of the year. <laughs> uh, it uh, well, those those ed shirts are pretty flimsy. Yeah, those ed shirts are pretty flimsy. Great relationships with those kids, though. Like like the the good memories of that. Um, I see so many of the kids in that were in that grade eight group that year. That was my first year. Yeah, in '96. But the grade eight group of that year, um, we see them. They're all over the community. There, there a lot of them are here still. Yeah, and I see them all the time. In fact, uh, I teach one of uh, one of the girls. I teach her son right now. She's in my. He's in my phys ed class. Okay. So I wow. I get to chat with with yeah. uh, with uh, her quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. She'll come to the school for interviews. So the relationships in that uh, are still pretty strong. Yeah. I play hockey with some of those kids now. Yeah, you know, awesome. they're at the young end. I'm at the old end of the spectrum. Yeah, but yeah. No, the, the relationships at that that was a that was a good three years. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. And what about your time at Lawrence? Thirteen Sorry, years there. I'm still. <laughs> You're a wanted man. Um, Thirteen years at Lawrence. Um, any any memory that stands out to you from from your time at Lawrence? That's, those are tough questions to answer because like, it's just, for me, it's always about relationships with kids and, yeah. and you meet so many kids and work with so many kids and parents and, and whatnot. Um, yeah. It's almost like all of that becomes yeah. the significant Yeah. Memory. There's nothing yeah. like no one, sure. one, one thing that stands out, but it always comes back to just relationships with so many families yeah. and, and kids. I mean, yeah. I've, I'm now like... I think I'm in my 26th year. I mean, I've been teaching a long time, so it's a lot of people you get to know in, in a smaller community. So, yeah, um, you know, I really appreciated that. Uh, working with uh, great, great people on staff. Uh, you know, I look back on uh, all the people I worked with over the years at Lawrence too. You know, so many great uh, staff members. Yeah, have so much fun. You know, staff parties and you know, just in the halls and, and whatnot, coaching with people. That kind of stuff. Yeah. So nothing really stands out per se. Yeah. No, I, I know exactly what you mean. Like it, it, the whole experience is like the thing because it was so many great yeah. people and so many just great, you know, day after day. Kind yeah, of absolutely. Okay, that, yeah. that makes a ton of sense. So 13 years at Lawrence and then um, what was the transition after Lawrence? So there had been some, you know, rumblings for a year or two about uh, the idea of the comp taking on the grade eights okay. and, you know, rumors or whatnot. And, and I think it took at least two or three years before that actually, it actually happened. Yeah. So I had already been thinking about it a little bit. Sure. And, and it was a matter of, do I want to continue with grade eight and move to the high school or do I want to, you know, stay at Lawrence? And, yeah. and I've been at Lawrence for a long time, 13 years. And, uh, I kind of figured, you know, maybe it's time to, to do something different, make a change. Yeah. So, um, by the time I ended up applying for a job, um, which was, by the way, the first time in my career where I'm in the division and I'm applying, yeah. like my, my job was basically being redundant. Sure, right? yeah. As yeah. a grade eight teacher at a school, and I had to apply to go to the, 
I thought that was a little odd, but um, by the time I had applied for the job, I was, I, I guess I was pretty excited because my daughter, who didn't attend my school, yeah. uh, was going into grade eight that year, so we would be going over together. Okay, nice. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, that would be a motivator. Yeah, for so me. we ended up over there, and uh, I had applied for a phys ed job. Basically, it was a phys ed job with some upgrading, I think, but sure. by the time we ended up you know, working there. Yeah. They had done some changing around and I ended up doing a little bit of everything. Science, math, and phys ed. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that was the first year that the grade eights came? That was the first year the grade eights came. Do you remember what year that was? I'm trying to remember too. Uh, I think it was for 2014 or 2013. Might have been 2013. We're getting close to like a 10th anniversary party. (laughs) Yes. Great. Any excuse for a good party. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. Did you ever have an administrative role as well? I did, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought, remember remember that? Just in our past conversations, (laughs) we've had a few of them. I thought I remember you mentioning that. Yeah. Uh, Charlene Williams at the time um, uh, was going on a maternity leave, and Jim Shevchuk was. Uh, our principal at the time, sure, and uh, might have been his second or third year, I can't remember. But anyway, he had said to me, uh, if you're interested, you should look at applying for the vice principal uh, position, the temporary vice principal position, uh, while Charlene is off. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, I'll think about that. And yeah. then um, I decided, let's give that a go. Let's see what it's like. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what it's like. Um, and that was, that was an eye-opener. It was an eye-opener on many fronts. Yeah. How many months was the... I think term? it was eight. Okay. So I don't, even know, I don't even know if it was eight. It okay. might have been six. But it was long enough for me to realize, eh, yeah. that's not my gig. Sure, yeah. Yeah. I. Anyone who knows me well uh, <laughs> knows that I'm the captain of forgetting things. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if you could be an administrator <laughs> with, unless you have someone taking care of you. Yeah. Uh, and, and be forgetful. But yeah. um, it, it was fun. I, I, I enjoyed it to a degree. Yeah, I really did. It was a, it was a cool perspective. Like yeah, totally. You start to see things from a different side. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, still to this day, you know, try not to be too quick to judge things uh, when when there's decisions to be made. There's all kinds of things to be considered, and yeah. there's different perspectives. But uh, um, it wasn't too too bad. Um, I ended up, uh, you know, I was lots of phone calls to parents and. What was interesting is dealing with uh, uh, staff members. Like, it takes on a whole new role there. Yeah. When you have sure. to have certain conversations with staff members, where like last week you yeah. were the phys ed teacher. Yeah. And and now you're <laughs> yeah you're having these you know maybe crucial conversations. Although I I totally, got admit yeah. I didn't have to have any of those, but yeah. the idea that was you, know, you might have to right. Yeah. Uh, For sure. Um, I appreciated the perspective on having that job, but I also knew before that that uh, position was done that they probably wouldn't be something I would pursue. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, and you're very right. Like it's um, you see all sides of the rug kind of thing from that administrative role. Yeah. You see the front sides and, and the back sides and, and every other perspective. Admi- well. Administrators, and this is one thing that I really I figured out, and and of course I'm married to one, right? Yeah. So. Uh, there is so much happening and you are responsible for so many different things as a, as an administrator. Yeah. Like you got to know protocols, you got to know what to do in certain situations, evacuations, you got to deal with intruder alerts. You have to, you're dealing with parents, you're dealing with uh, staff, kids that are, uh, you know, in the odd case, we've got kids that are out of control. Like there's just so much going on. Yeah. 
you know, they, uh, they deal with quite a bit. Yeah, you got to be able to hold all that at the same time and, and still yeah. still kind of bring your best, and that's, man, alive. Like, yes, absolutely. So, Absolutely. Uh, so uh, how many, so 2014 to now, that's like nine years or so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and you've been in a similar role the whole time at the comp? Yeah, I, uh, I remember harassing <laughs> Daryl Wing, saying, <laughs> Daryl, buddy, get me in the gym. Let's go. <laughs> That's what I want to do. And, and he said, I know, I know. We'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. And he was good about it. He was yeah. a good guy. And yeah. uh, finally, I think by my, my th- I think it was in my third year, they opened up the small gym. Okay. And the intention of the, the renovated part of the building there with the new gym was to have a place for uh, the younger kids to have their phys ed. Yeah. And so by the time I got into my third year, I was getting a little bit more phys ed. And then now I feel like I have, you know, this amazing dream job. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love sports so much and, and you know, I'm, I'm working with the kids all day in the gym. I'm yeah. full-time phys ed, yeah. you know, do yeah. quite a bit of coaching and, yeah. and whatnot. So, yeah, it's been nine years. It's been similar, but yet a little bit different. It's gotten better. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. And I, I mean, I have only seen that as such a sweet spot for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, like, the impact that you've had with those great seven eights is, is very clear. Um, I have all confidence in saying that. And especially grade sevens, too, because of that transition from six now to seven, massive building. Uh, and, and just, you know, a whole new world as far as being in a, in a building with 1,100 yeah. other students and, and students from all other elementary schools kind of pooling into one yeah. place. And, and to have uh, a teacher who honestly, not that any of the others don't, but I mean, to come to a place where you just, um, in your classroom, you feel safe. There's just that structure. There's that element of fun as well because it's the gym. Um, and they also know that this teacher cares. He's going to do right by me. And even in the grade seven world, I mean, that's that's those core things you need. Is that like just safety? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. And I, I know that. this this teacher is going to do do right by me. I know he cares, and that is just what you get in your room, especially in the gym, because it'd be a little chaotic in the gym sometimes too. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's there's lots of days you come home, you're you're wiped. Yeah. Yeah. Know, morning supervision, noon supervision, and running around with them all day, or. I would. I shouldn't. I shouldn't suggest I'm running around literally with them all day. It's not quite like that, but you know, you're you're involved. You're doing a yeah. fair amount. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's a great job for being active. That is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if everyone really knows like how much time you put in there. But like, what time you show up to that gym in the mornings? Yeah, it's. I'm usually there at eight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes a little bit before. Opening it up and you're promoting those guys coming in doing some basketball and yeah, other students. Yeah. Well, I mean. The big part for me with with the morning supervision is trying to get kids involved in basketball. I mean, that's yeah. sort of coaching wise is is my passion and yeah. and uh, you know Brian Catini and I have talked lots and lots of basketball over the years and yeah. and, and and many other people in the community. Riley Woyden, yeah. who who's been on this podcast, uh, yeah. he's a, a guy I work very closely with now because he's our. Our, uh, I call him the draft pick. He's our, our senior boys he's coach, the draft pick. and he's all in. Yeah, he's he's just all in. A yeah. great guy. <laughs> yeah. Him and Brian, um, you know, in the basketball uh, component, and, and uh, even Kara Wilkinson, who yeah. um, you know coached juniors, did a great job coaching juniors all those years. Won yeah. lots of championships. So we're really like a, a bit of a basketball school. Yeah, it's not that we're not promoting any of the other sports. I've coached lots of volleyball too, but yeah. 
Um, it's like those kids come in in the mornings at eight o'clock and they want to shoot hoops. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, even at noon hours, uh, they all come down and. I'm, I'm even kicking senior kids out, like not all of the senior kids, but the odd senior student wants to come in and, and, and play at lunch. And uh, I don't know, it just, it's just, it's really good. I'm looking forward to every year the, the new crop of grade sevens that come in yeah. to continue working and, and developing that. So it's good. So you're there at eight. I mean, you, you're here early. You're here, that's every day, like every day. Um, opening that up, you're there at lunchtime, like the, that gym is your home. And, uh, yeah. and, and coaching as well. You used to coach basketball, volleyball. Those are the only two sports to this point. Yeah, here, yeah. here it is. Um, I, I love watching football. I love football. I can yeah. appreciate everything that Mike and yeah. and, and the crew, uh, all the rest of the coaching staff does for our football program, and the boys love football. I just have never been a football person, sure. and I can appreciate it from afar. But yeah. uh, I don't know that I would um, have a whole lot to offer coaching football. But it's sort of through the the volleyball season, anyways, which is when I would always be coaching the junior girls. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, how many? So how many years coaching? I mean, you could probably go back. Did you coach at Alexander Lawrence? Oh yeah, no, or? it's been every year. Yeah. yeah. So every year since like ninety six. Well, even. Right, Even in right. university, I was helping my uncle, uh, Bill Gordon in Saskatoon, had okay. MS, and oh, okay. uh, he was confined to a scooter, okay. later a chair, but sure. uh, he and I were, were pretty close, like okay. really close, and uh, he got me into coaching in my first year of, uh, I think I was even my up the year I upgraded to high school, but uh, he, he got me into it, Okay, and I think he saw some potential in me, so yeah. he... Uh, made sure that I got in on the coaching. Yeah. He says, Jeff, you can learn this. You can learn this. You just got to learn what to, what to teach them, and you've yeah. got this. You know, he oh, was very encouraging awesome. and yeah. uh, amazing. He was my mentor, but okay. uh, he was the one that got me into it. And so through university, yeah. I was coaching with him over at Evan Hardy. Okay. We coached the junior boys program over there. Sure. So I learned a lot of good stuff through Bill. And of course, you meet people and learn good stuff through everybody, right? Yeah. Was he teaching at Evan Hardy? He was. Yeah. Okay. He was a math teacher. Oh, that's fantastic. So, so you've been coaching basketball obviously many, many years. When did volleyball kick in for you? <laughs> My first year at Alexander. Okay. Yeah, I remember thinking, uh, I got to coach volleyball. <laughs> I don't know anything about volleyball. Yeah. I even played it in my senior, like I went to high school in Kyle. Yeah. Small, small town and maybe 600 people. Okay. I played grade, grade 10, 11, 12. I think I played all three years. Yeah. Shortest guy, the most useless guy on the team, but I was there. <laughs> and and I, I was, so getting back to my first year coaching, I, I was new, not confident in any way yeah. about coaching that team at Alexander Junior High. <laughs> but I just, you just figure things out, I guess, you know. And then um, I didn't have to continue coaching uh, volleyball at a higher level for long because I was only there for three years. When I went over yeah. to the elementary school, I mean, yeah. those kids are just teaching them how to pass and yeah. set and hit a ball Under and serve. Yeah. Sure. So that was pretty low level uh, coaching for me. Um, I didn't, not a lot of strategy there. Yeah. Um, but when I got to the comp, Avery fell in love with volleyball. Okay. Yeah. And she'd fallen in love with volleyball the year before in her grade seven year. Okay. And I said, I always wanted to be ball, you know, a basketball player. Yeah. 
come on, buddy, come, yeah. come to the camp. <laughs> no, Dad. Okay, Dad. Yeah. And then she finally came, and she, and she would even admit this to you, but she would be, like, she was a dancer. Okay. So she would be flitting and doing spirals and jumps while playing basketball. <laughs> I just could not get her into it. But uh, my happy day was when she said, Dad, I want to play volleyball. Okay. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll book the gym. Let's go practice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like being a dumb dad. Yeah. And, uh. She gets into volleyball, and so she played club volleyball in her grade seven year for for Jana, yeah. and uh, she loved it. And when she was in grade eight, Jana continued the grade uh, the well, it was actually thirteen U or, or U thirteen uh, volleyball. She was going to stay down there, and then uh, our girls all came, all came up. They needed a coach, yeah. and I got shoulder tapped. Hey we need a coach. Do you want to do it? And I was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but short story long, long story short, <laughs> I ended up coaching Avery for, uh, I think, five, four years or five years. But I coached her school teams and then I coached her club teams, club teams and yeah. took her from grade eight to grade 11. Nice. Yeah. And then, uh, that, that, so I I got fairly knowledgeable about the game by then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although yeah. I still wouldn't want to coach a senior team, but I mean... It was it was fine. It was good. Yeah, yeah, and I enjoyed it. You get to get to coach the girls, get to know the boys when you coach their sports. So it's a nice perspective for sure. Yeah, and I I mean I I've probably been around you more as a basketball coach too, just personally, yeah. and definitely know your passion working with those junior the junior A teams and whatnot. And yeah, just the, the passion that you have to uh, to bring to them is very evident. And I've even found myself refing your games at times, and not that I wanted to be in that situation, but that's just how the schedule. Worked out. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I hope so, I was good to you. Absolutely, you were good to me. I hope I was good to you. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. <laughs> For Always. sure. Um, any like notable moments from coaching basketball or, or volleyball? I don't know if uh, any levels of success or... or well, I mean, um, with coaching my daughter, like Avery's volleyball, yeah. one of the... There was a couple, I guess. We were, I think, 15 new... And we had, she had now had her third year of club volleyball and, and the team was getting better because it was basically the same girls each year. We had a sure. few new girls. Yeah. Uh, but we ended up coaching um, or, or playing in the provincial tournament in Saskatoon at the end of her 15U season. And we ended up in the tier two gold final. Yeah. And... Uh, so that would be putting us, I guess, at ninth in the province if you win, because I think it was just eight teams in Division One or Tier One. Okay. And we ended up winning a real squeaker of a game against uh, Lloydminster. Okay. The uh, the Rustlers, yeah. and we won it in. I believe we lost the first set. Yeah. And we're feeling a little down, and won the second set, and then won the third set by two. I think it was. I think it was sixteen fourteen. So it was that was a big deal because yeah. that was we won the big game. Yeah, right? even yeah, though yeah. it was Division Two, but sure, it was still yeah. it was a good, great game. That's awesome. So that was a great year, and all those girls remember that. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we had a really good team at the six, even at the sixteen U. I think we were ranked as high as fifth. Okay. In the province, going into provincials, and that okay. was such a, I think, an accomplishment, a feather in the cap for our, our girls. Yeah. Because. You know, here we are yeah. from North Battleford, and yeah. um, you know the girls had only been together for a couple of years, three years, yeah. and um, it just it felt great. We had a really good season. It was really tough to beat the top echelon teams in the province. You know, you had the uh, pretty Storm and, yeah. and the Huskies, yeah. 
and, and the Regina Cougars, they were just all so good. It was sure. all, it wasn't impossible, but it felt yeah. like it was. Yeah. Um, so that was those were some highlights for me. Uh, the school seasons um, were great. Um, you know, people like Gianna running those uh, girls teams yeah. all those years. They did such a good job with uh, developing. So when I when I was coaching grade nine girls, I was just being handed these girls yeah. that could play. Yeah. And <laughs> in some so. cases, I felt guilty with some of the stompings we were giving. But there yeah. were other great great games where we had to earn our, earn our. We won a lot of titles. Yeah, that's a awesome. lot of district titles. Yeah. So all of those all of those moments are good because you've reached the highest. Yeah, sure. you've reached the peak, right? Yeah, absolutely. And the program, you know, like you're saying, it's a program yeah. that you get developed through year after year, and then you get to that end point where you're successful. So. Yeah, so those were those were probably the you know the highlights. I guess you know I'm a very competitive person, so the winning, yeah. you know, is awesome. I yeah. mean, developing the relationships is also great. Yeah, um, yeah, obviously, you uh, you need you need that you need that goal that you're shooting for to really bring out the depth of those relationships though, yeah in a sense you know like yeah. when you're all shooting and you're all giving everything for something yeah that's when the, the relationships really can can develop a, a depth to them yeah it's yeah it's 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 amazing you know it's i mean i'm into sports so the sports is sort of the focus but it doesn't matter what you're in when yeah. you're when you're working toward a goal and you achieve the goal it's yeah. a pretty special feeling yeah absolutely yeah. and going through adversity adversity together absolutely. and yeah. and you know the stress and everything like that it's probably my favorite win as a head coach for the junior girls program uh, my daughter would be mad at me for saying this but it i mean we won too and it was great but yeah. uh, we went in uh, our current grade 12s right now when i had them in grade 9 yeah. uh, we were a pretty good team and uh, one particular weekend, we uh, lost to JP in a, a semifinal. Okay. And then the following weekend, we lost to JP in a, uh, a playdown final. So okay. the top two teams were going to go to to the play to the district championship. Sure. Okay. But you would be seated differently based on win loss in the final, right? Sure. And we lost. Oh, okay. And our girls were feeling pretty down. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't sure if we were going to. I knew we had the ability to do it, but yeah. you got to rise to the occasion. Yeah. And uh, our girls, we met up with JP in the final of the district championship. I believe it was in Spiritwood. Okay. And uh, our girls came out flying. And uh, we won the first set, and then the second set was pretty tight. We ended up winning in two. Yeah. And uh, I, I think maybe because of, you know the adversity you, t- you speak to yeah. was was a big factor there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and and we loved it. And yeah. I've I've got uh, pictures in my office yeah. of of that day, that win with the girls, and they yeah. even gave me a, a framed picture. Yeah. Like it was pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's great. Um, I know. That as far as what we see at school, I mean, we 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 know you, we see you as a staff, and all that you're doing down there, and and it's it's very obvious. Like I said, one of uh, the memories that I smile at and will smile at for my entire career is when Jody Carrington called you out in front of everybody in that gym for that PD, <laughs> and that I, I, I I forget exactly how she worded it, but it even got to Jody Carrington that Mr. Gibson is is somebody who deeply cares is willing to be you know eye to eye with those kids and it and they're getting it they're feeling it they're knowing it and uh that was awesome it was just like man it's about time that a whole like gym full of professionals heard your name over the loudspeaker by the keynote speaker <laughs> and uh and that was fantastic but I, we see we see kind of the fruit 
of some some deeper roots I think for you um, just in getting to know you over the last few years to because um, you're you're a pretty deep guy your heart is probably the size of oh man uh, like a huge like Africa <laughs> massive and um, a lot of love here a lot of love going on and 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 you're an emotional guy and yeah you're you're, you're a deep guy and so um, what you're somebody who loves greatly you're a family man for sure uh, for sure and and I know you'll speak I'm sure on on your love for your daughters in particular um, but yeah it, it, it I'm excited to uh, yeah, maybe for you to share a little bit. What is what does family look like for you right now, and kind of what? Well, I married my girlfriend, okay, out uh, of university, Christine. Okay, Christine Gibson. Was um, she from here? Just she she actually, yeah, she was kind of from here because okay. she uh, she had moved from her family was from Ontario, and they moved out here. Her dad had purchased the Canadian Tire, and so when she was in grade seven, I believe she moved here. Okay, and uh, the. Uh, they were here for all of Christine's schooling until graduation. Okay. And then I believe even the first year or two of her university, and then they sold it and moved off. But okay. um, so she, she is basically kind of from here. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But uh, she, that, and that's the reason why she said, you have to apply for this job in North Battleford. Yeah. Gotcha. Her, her, one of her closest friends, Tanya. Yeah. Tanya Lehman. <laughs> uh, also known as I Auntie think Tanya. Was, yes. Auntie Tanya was coming back here. <laughs> Or else was already back here at the time or in the area, maybe over in Lashburn. I can't remember exactly where she was, but she was going to be here anyway. So I think that might have been in the back of her mind as well. Yeah. But we ended up uh, moving here in 96, and we had two girls, um, one in 2000, one in 2002. Okay. And uh, yes, family is a very important, uh, very important. It's the most important. Yeah. And um, I had no idea what being a dad of daughters was going to be like until it happened. Yeah. And... You can attest to this as well yourself. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was amazing having having those two girls. And Avery first, of course, for two years. And uh, she was so much fun. Um, I really, it, it was pretty cool to come home to your, your kid mm-hmm. at the end of a day. Yeah. It, it just, everything, whatever was going on, didn't even matter anymore, really. Yeah, absolutely. Once you got in the door and your kids, you know, run into you. And yeah. That was really, really cool. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then we had Jen, of course, yeah. two years later, and yeah, it's been amazing. I you, you learn about yourself as a dad. Yeah, you don't realize things until it's happening, and you go, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm pretty overprotective, and yeah, you know, I don't know. I just you just want the best for your family, and you know, I'm openly affectionate and love my my family, my girls. Yeah. Avery's always telling me to get off, quit hugging me, leave me alone. Not really, but kind of. <laughs> okay, Dad, that's enough. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Jenna, we could probably embrace for an hour and she wouldn't yeah. let go. But uh, yeah, no, family is, is, is amazing. Um, Christy and I are, are pretty lucky to have uh, two great kids, yeah. two great girls. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I'm very blessed to be able to teach one of them uh, yes very we appreciate you <laughs> very much you do a great job yeah i we could have a whole episode on on the gift that jenna is to the world <laughs> uh, for sure uh, it's it's yeah as everybody knows who knows jenna um what was family like growing up for you where were you born and raised maybe we'll start there so i was born in vancouver wow i didn't know I, that november 8 
1969. <laughs> so, summer of so 69? long ago. No, November. Yeah. Oh, that's not so Yeah, long. not really the summer. Oh, okay. In Vancouver. It's in Vancouver, yeah. Um, born in Vancouver. And uh, it, it wasn't long after, I don't know, maybe a couple of months. Um, my, uh, my dad had decided that he had had enough and never came back. He left and never came back. And uh, so it was my mom and I, you know, right up until grade seven, she started seeing my dad, my, who I called dad. Yeah, sure. My, well, he's my dad. Yeah. And uh, he adopted me when they got married. Okay. I believe it was in, I keep forget. I don't know why I forget this. I don't know if it was grade seven or I think it was grade eight. Okay. They got married. And then, uh, and then they had two girls together. Okay. Megan and Chelsea. And then, um, I'm sort of just speeding along here for you, Absolutely. but then, uh, they decided to part ways and uh, mom was on her own for a while and well for quite a while and then my dad ended up um, remarrying and he remarried a lady Lila who already had a daughter and then they had a daughter together so I've got a blended family sure right yeah many siblings sure and uh, and dad and Lila live in warm and so we actually see each other quite a bit okay yeah back and forth a lot we're pretty close and uh mom unfortunately passed away in 2012 um but uh i, I feel bad about the situation uh, because she was so desperately looking forward to retirement but yeah. uh she was she was single at the time but um yeah she's still in vancouver or no so we moved oh sorry i forgot to tell you no. we moved to saskatoon from from vancouver okay yeah gotcha. yeah my bad um and then we ended up moving out to Kelowna for a year when my mom and dad got married and then we moved back to Kyle for three years. Okay. My grade 10, 11, 12 year. Um, and, uh, and then I moved back to Saskatoon after they separated. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And it's uh, easy to connect uh, with students you teach too come from abundant families. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's a perspective that I definitely have. Yeah. yeah. Well, what, what uh, like occupied you and kept you going as a kid? What were some of the things you were into as a kid? Um, I was really, I love cars. Yeah. I was into automotive stuff. I mean, yeah. as a kid, I always had like little cars to play with or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, as I get older, I started learning about engines and cars and whatnot. But I was, I was a big play, playtime kid. I just love playing. Yeah. I play with the kids in the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to touch back on something because I, For sure. I forgot to mention. No, absolutely. Um, uh, when, uh, my dad had, uh, Megan and Chelsea with my mom. Yeah. Uh, when when he got married eventually to Lila, yeah. they had had a daughter Amy, yeah. who's also a sister, and then they had Danielle. Okay. Uh, Danielle was the other other sister. So those so I've got four sisters. Okay. I've got it's a pretty big family, but I just want to make sure I mention their names. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> and 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 fairly close with. Well, I don't I don't see any of them that often, okay. except for I I see. Uh, Amy and Danielle once in a while in Warman when we go to visit. Sure. Yeah. They're usually there um, coming to, to visit with us. and uh, But I don't see my, my other two sisters very much at all because one lives in London. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the other, uh, that's Megan. And then Chelsea lives in um, Ontario. Okay. So they're... And they don't they don't get a chance to come home yeah as much sure you know especially because especially from London because that's expensive that's right? a big big yeah trip. yeah but uh, we we keep in touch we FaceTime and we we text back and forth and do what we can yeah okay 
Anyway, I want to make sure I got that in. I just, no, absolutely. For sure. So you're into cars as a kid. Yep. Sports? Were you into sports as a kid? Too? Yeah. It's, it's funny. I didn't have a lot of confidence as a kid. So uh, not having a dad for, you know, the younger years of my life. Yeah. Um, I never got involved in sports too much. Definitely wasn't, didn't feel like I was any good at any of that stuff. Yeah. It wasn't until I got older that I just sort of developed the courage to do whatever I wanted, even though I wasn't any good at it. Yeah. And then you do something and you get better at it. So um, sports was an enjoyment but uh, I didn't really get into it till later on. Sure, yeah. Okay, uh, maybe just changing gears just a, just a hair, but what did 10-year-old Jeff Gibson want to be when he grew up? I was always into cars. And I knew that I wanted to do something with cars. I used to watch the Dukes of Hazard on TV all the time. I always wanted to race cars. Uh, I think back then it's hard to remember that's a long time ago but I think back then I always remember just loving cars and wanted to race yeah yeah and I actually fulfilled that a little bit in high school when I was living in Kyle yeah uh, I built a stock car and raced it at a dirt track and I, I raced a full season with that's that car that's awesome and so you built I love it and so then you're reliving the dream right now a little bit, yeah. With the car yeah. that you've restored. Yeah. yeah, I've got a 68 Chevelle that I've been working on for seven years, and it's uh, insanely loud and fast and powerful. That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and that does remind me of the old days. My dad uh, taught me everything about mechanics, and yeah. I used to irritate him so much in grade 10. Mm-hmm. He was just, I was, I was relentless asking questions about engines, and, and uh, I, I really, really attribute that to my dad. Uh, he, my dad is an amazing man in so many ways he knows everything he knows how to do everything he can build a house he can weld awesome. he's plumbing he's yeah. a builder yeah. mechanic <laughs> electrician but uh, he really got me into cars uh, I already had a love for him but he really took it to a new level and I built that car basically because he should, he told me what to do how, you know, taught me what to do and, and uh, just it was amazing yeah, yeah. that's awesome yeah. and you know, I've been debating in my mind whether to bring this up or not um but uh, as some of you may not know, I take Jenna to PB Mart for work experience in the afternoons. And so uh, we're cruising down 110th on the way to PB Mart. We swing by Cal Tire and the McDonald's comes into view. And for about the last two or three trips to PB Mart and McDonald's comes into view, <laughs> she's told me a story about somebody. <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names whose car uh, broke down yes. and they had a little bit of a trip to McDonald's. Uh. <laughs> we had a little little, uh, little family Sunday afternoon drive a few weeks back and we were driving along just enjoying life. This Sunday is in the race day. car. This was in the yes. race car. And it stinks like gas. Like It drives everybody crazy. That's, they only get into it once in a while. But it's awesome. We're driving along. <laughs> it was just behind here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it died. <laughs> just driving down the road, it quit. Yeah. And thank God it was like I had good speed because I actually had to coast into the uh, gravel parking lot up above the McDonald's. I had enough speed that I could get in there because <laughs> nice. I was sitting there thinking I'm gonna have to get out and push my car in yeah. traffic. Well, Jenna could push. Yeah, she would not do <laughs> anything other than sit in that back seat with her dolls. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Well, you know what? Not everybody is restoring their own vehicle. Uh, and so, you know what? If it goes out in a blaze of glory for, for a few days, 
and you gotta you know you st- it's a good chance to show off the muscles and push the car up up to the gravel yeah the we got it running again so it's going so that's good news good good stuff uh tell us uh about some hobbies because i know you got some some hobbies you talked about cars a little yeah. bit but i mean right from episode one with sheldon we all know the hobby that i'm wanting to talk about <laughs> right now and uh tell us a little bit about your musical background I had a really good friend of mine. Uh, he was a year older than me, and I was going to school in Saskatoon. And I was in grade uh, seven. He was in grade eight, yeah. and he was this godly drummer. And we used to go over to his place yeah. and drum. Well, I actually, I'd watch him drum, and then yeah. I would bang on the skins, and it was so bad. But it got my interest going, and he got me into drums. So basically, since grade seven, I've been drumming okay. my whole life. Yeah. Um, there was a bit of a, uh, when I moved to uh, Kyle for three years, yeah. there was no band program and I didn't have a drum kit. Sure. So there was a bit of a hiatus there. But yeah. I unfortunately uh, spent my first year uh, tuition money from my student loan on a drum kit. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and I still have that drum kit. It's a very drummer move. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> very cliche. Well, you still got the drum kit. so that's I an, still that's have the drum investment. kit. Yeah, it's a very that old, but it sounds good. An appreciating investment. Yeah. I, you know, I've been drumming a long time, and I have a very understanding wife and family. I, I get to drum quite a bit at the house, 10, 15-minute spurts. Yeah. And uh, I've been in a band for 15 years. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, what's the name of the band? Whiplash. Whiplash. <laughs> and yeah, you've told me the members and whatnot, but uh, who's yeah. in the band uh, uh, right now? Keith Heinz is our bass player. Al okay. Sanger is one of our guitar players. Okay. He's... Um, Al is actually principal, I believe he's a principal. Yeah, he's principal at Notre Dame. Okay. Uh, Sharon Lesko. Um, Sharon Wright. She's she's married, but she's our singer. Yeah. Great singer. Um, nice. And our lead guitar player, Jeff Bix from Saskatoon. Yeah. And uh, and me, five of us. Okay. Well, one song. We don't play very often, but when we do, yeah. we're loud. Yeah. Maybe even annoying. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> But it's a good time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We actually have a couple of gigs coming up here. We play oh, at uh, Al's School, Notre Dame in the backyard. Okay. A little barbecue fundraiser for the school. That's great. Yeah. I thought it was awesome that uh, our principal owned an ice cream store. But for your principal to be in a rock band at <laughs> Notre amazing. Dame. Man, yeah, he gets awesome. a lot of street credit yeah, out of that. For sure. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Good. Um, like favorite drummer that comes to mind like who who's who's like oh, a, there's so many. too many to, to name well neil neil pert from yeah uh, he was like i could never drum like that guy he's no. yeah he was on a whole world of his own <laughs> yeah he's in the clouds uh, i was a huge fan of uh guns and roses and van halen growing up yeah uh acdc so um Matt Sorum, who was uh, the second drummer for Guns N' Roses, okay. was probably one of my biggest influences. I play probably a little bit like him. Okay, okay. Pound the drums, yeah. simple, nothing too crazy. Yeah. Try to be solid, you know, yeah. Yeah. loud. Yeah. I just loved it. And, That's uh, awesome. But, I mean, all my Canadian bands when I was growing up as a kid, April Wine, yeah. uh, Streetheart. I actually <laughs> played a gig one night with uh, a few uh, friends. Uh, at the same gig that Streetheart was playing, and wow. I like to joke around about it because yeah. um, they opened up for us. Oh, because <laughs> we came on after them. Yeah, it was a fundraiser for uh, brain injuries, I believe. And okay, there was a bunch of cover bands playing okay. in and around 
street art. Yeah. And so the cool thing was I got to watch street art that's standing awesome. right there in front of the stage, and then we went on right after them. Oh, that's it was so neat. sweet. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, um, any, we'll shift gears again here a little yeah. bit. Any crazy memorable moments from uh, looking back at your teaching career from 1995? Oh, oh there's so many, so many things happen, you can't even remember them all. But mm-hmm. one of the things that stands out is an embarrassing moment. So I didn't mention in my years at Lawrence that uh, Christine and I and Avery moved to Vancouver Island for a year. Okay. Just to, because uh, that's where her family lives. Okay. And so we, 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 we took a, bit of a shot at you know working out there and whatnot but uh, the year I got out there I got a job as a grade four part-time teacher so I was only teaching I think two or three days a week okay grade four <laughs> that's awesome grade four yeah these little rats were running around having a good time and <laughs> loving life you're playing drums for them <clears throat> uh, no I don't actually no I never did anyway we uh, were playing soccer and the field is sort of beside the school and then the the parking lot is in front and you can clearly see the field sure because it's right there and i'm wearing my favorite tearaway wind pants (laughs) and we're playing soccer and you know it's a sweaty day yeah good day for tearaways oh yeah good day for tearaways and uh all i remember is a sudden teacher burst of speed yeah and my pants ripped right off (laughs) 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 <laughs> just your street heart boxer shorts that's all that and I'm standing there with these grade 4 kids <laughs> parents waiting at noon hour for their kids to come out because we were teaching just before lunch yeah and it felt like an eternity to pull those pants back up yeah I'm sure it was like three quarters of a second but <laughs> the kids were laughing they thought the whole thing was hilarious yeah and I said okay kids come here come here come here come here, come here, come here. <laughs> okay listen Let's uh, let's all do me a favor here. Let's <laughs> let's keep this story between us. <laughs> I don't want to get into trouble here. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Mr. Gibson, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> and they're just killing themselves laughing. And uh, of course, I play hockey with a guy who was in the parking lot yeah. waiting for his kid. Yeah. And uh, the story got all over this, all over uh, the school parent group that the the new guy's pants fell off in front of <laughs> all the kids and. Uh, and I never heard that. so much harassment <laughs> as I did that year. That was uh, was an interesting situation, but it was all fun and it was all good. Was I don't think good. I don't think there was too much trauma. I was pretty fast to put them back up. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure everyone everyone understands. Very embarrassing moment. <laughs> oh man. Uh, and and just to touch base real quickly too. I know you mentioned in 1995 you kind of started started rolling in your career, but it wasn't. Uh, you didn't start out of, of high school like that no, either. No. Um, what year did you where did you graduate high school? And what high school did you go so to? So I, I was in Kyle, Saskatchewan for grade 10, 11, and 12. Okay. And uh, that during that period of my life, um, all I could think about was cars, racing, sure. fixing vehicles. Yeah. And I didn't have the grades out of high school to get into the Kelsey MVMR program. So I ended up just working in tire shops and I ended up getting a job at Midas Muffler. Yeah. And uh, I ended up, uh, you know, doing that for a while. And then you, know, you just change your mind on what you want to do. And I met, met this guy at Maya Smuffer, who's actually from the area here. And he said, uh, hey, do you want a job working at Robin Hood Mill? You know, being basically a, a laborer, but yeah. it's yeah. good pay. Yeah. And I thought, well, let's give something else a shot. So yeah. I did that. And where I'm going with this is that I met truck drivers. Okay. 
the, at the uh, Robin Hood Mill. Sure. And uh, I had one of them say to me, hey, you uh, interested in learning how to drive one of these things? And I said, you bet. Yeah. And he said, well, why don't you spend the winter driving and I'll train you. Yeah. And, and uh, you can, uh, you know, maybe go on unemployment or whatever you're going to do. And, and uh, you know, so I did that. Okay. I, I basically drove every day with him for months. Yeah. And then by the time I got 19, because you could have your learner's license, but I didn't have my my driver's license. It wasn't eligible yet. Sure. But when I turned 19, I believe it was, um, I got my license. Thankfully, because of him, I had all that road experience, yeah. and uh, I ended up driving semis for for a few years. Okay. And then, of course, I've been driving them on and off. You know. Yeah, you still do on and off. Yeah. Yeah. After a 20 year hiatus, I actually yeah. <laughs> went back and talked to uh, Pat at. Uh, Pat Mannix at uh, Jagger Transport, and okay. uh, I've been doing it for three years again, all in field, part time. Okay, that's awesome. Because yeah. I'm picturing in my mind the Sylvester Stallone movie where like he's doing tricep dips. <laughs> well, over the pic- top. I'm just picturing oh, you yeah. doing tricep dips. I've had a few uh, or uh, pull downs. A few of the guys were asking yeah. me about uh, the over the top uh, yeah. tricep moves and yeah. <laughs> arm wrestling slams. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, and then yeah. and then uh, shortly after that, then you got into And then I realized after I'd been trucking for a while that it was a fun job, but I'd like to do something different with my life. And that's when my uncle, you know, Bill Pop, sure. basically came in and said, "Hey, if you want to go to school, you can live with us for free, and I'll, yeah. I'll put you up, and you go back to school." So I upgraded in my grade twelve, uh, in my fourth year out of high school. Okay, nineteen ninety, I think it was ninety one, and then. Uh, I got into university, got into yeah. education. He had suggested, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do yeah. at that time, but he said, oh, no, you got to be a teacher, got to be a teacher. Yeah. I said, okay, okay I'll, I'll give it a whirl, and then, of course, you know, it fit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, it fit. Yeah. That's great. Um, what would you say would be some of your core values that you just carry kind of deeper inside that you want staff, students, whoever encounters you uh, to experience when they come to school? Uh, just being nice, being a good person, being respectful. Um, that's I try to treat the kids like that, and you know I like to see them treat each other like that. Yeah. Um, just being good people. Yeah. Yeah. Respectful. Okay. And my favorite last question, and we all know it's coming, but what do you want people to say about you at your funeral? Hundred years from now. And man, that guy had a nice Chevelle. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I probably just that uh, was a good family man. Yeah. Yeah, a great husband and a great father. Yeah. I may be a good guy after that, but I mean that would be you got your priorities. Be, yeah, yeah, that would be you got your priorities. Being a good dad and a good husband. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I have no doubt that uh, they're going to say that. I know and experience firsthand uh, the kind of dad that you are uh, to Jenna, and it it. Uh, encourages me and inspires me and I don't use that word lightly it inspires me as a father to see you and Jenna together Um, how just the way you are with her there's nobody in the building nobody in the battlefords I'm sure nobody between here and Vancouver Island (laughs) who doubts uh, where your heart is and where your heart uh, who your heart belongs to and that is going to resonate Lifelong yeah. for them. Lifelong for them. And Avery too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Avery. You too, just yeah. don't get a chance to see me around Avery. Absolutely. Yeah, I never got a chance love to teach her with Avery all my heart as well, and, and yeah. uh, think the world of her and all the good things that are coming her way. Yeah. yeah, and and they are blessed to have you. You are blessed them, and 
and that's a testament to your character, which naturally spills over to all of your students that encounter you, which we all know the impact you're making with them. Uh, you're just in such a perfect role down there. I feel like they're blessed to have you. And I just mean that thank in every you, sense of the word. Like, it's just, thank you for being you and being around. And the encouragement you are to me floors me. And I, <laughs> sometimes I don't, you know how somebody gets to a compliment first to you and then you just feel like a dummy just saying some compliment back, even though I mean it. And you're always doing that to me. Like you'll say something to me like, buddy, you know, you know how you know how awesome you are. Like you'll just come up to me and say that and it'll make my day. But then I'm just like, dang, like, because I would want to say that back to you. But I just feel like a dummy just repeating. Well, you're a great human, buddy. And uh, I just like, I like taking the opportunity to, um, you know, tell you that. And, 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 you know, having Jenna and all the challenges that are there, um, having someone like you being her teacher and making all the decisions at school and doing all the things that you do, I mean, it means a lot. It's, you know, it comes from the heart from both Christine and I. We love you to death and really appreciate all that you do. Like you, you taking her to, to PV Mart and all the special things you do. You came to her, our house and gave her a birthday present on a weekend. Like I just, you know, that's good stuff. It, uh, you guys, it is, a, it is a joy and I mean that. She is a joy. Um, and you guys make it easy and I tell you that. But my goal is going to be to get to you first with the sincere, honest compliment, so I don't have to feel like I'm Okay, sorry. next time I see I won't say anything to you. <laughs> okay, sounds good. That sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, it is time for the espresso round, and we got 10 questions. Uh oh Going to go fast. Uh, fast as a Chevelle, perhaps. And uh, just think of the first honest uh, okay. first honest answer that comes to mind. They're, they're not. You don't got to sweat it out too yeah. much. Number one, a favorite holiday besides summer? Christmas. Nice. If you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? High school. Nice. Kyle. <laughs> Most sentimental eating location. <laughs> sentimental eating location. Probably anywhere on Vancouver Island with Christine. Oh, that, yeah. That would be pretty unreal. Yeah. Uh, most played band on your iPhone. Oh. Well, this is because of Jenna. She makes me. <laughs> Probably Theory of a Dead Man. Oh, Theory of a Dead Man. <laughs> Man. <laughs> That's excellent. That's like back to my hike school days. Yeah. Okay, who was your role model growing up? Well, my dad, and then professionally speaking, Bill Gordon, my uncle. That's awesome. I maybe could sense that was coming a little bit. Uh, if you had two tickets to any sporting event, past, present, or future, where would you get these? What would be your tickets for? Oof. Anywhere. Past, present, or future, two tickets to any sporting event. I would probably like to see, uh, I would like to have been present when the Oilers won their first Stanley Cup in 84. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah. So awesome. Who would you take with you? <laughs> it's two tickets. Two tickets. Well, that's a tough question. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, what was some wise advice that an adult gave you growing up? Well, it's not one day where I remember the advice. I just remember my mom always 
teaching me to be good to people and uh, be a good person. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Number one item on your bucket list? Golfing at Augusta. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> if you could meet one person uh, who's alive now or has passed away previously, who would you meet? Oh, boy. That's a tough one. There's so many. I have, I have too many people. No. Probably Wayne Gretzky. Sweet. That's awesome. Uh, and we're bringing season one to a close here, but season two, who would you like to see as a guest on the podcast? Derek Wilkinson. Nice. <laughs> that would be so great. Okay. We'll see if we can make it happen. Thanks so much for coming on, Jeff. This yeah, I appreciate you having me, buddy. Awesome. And yeah. I just look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Just like every other day. <laughs> yeah, thank you. This has been great. It's been fun. It's time to thank the amazing people who make MBCHS Over Coffee podcast possible. Producing, recording, technology... My friend, Ryan Kabelski, the man. Podcast cover art, Miss Elizabeth Millard. Staff photographs, Mr. Mark Kachorik. And intro music, Madison Hemmerling. Catch him on Apple Music with his band, The Gladstone. It's a little it's emotional. Painful. <laughs> so, I, I usually so what happens painful. is I'll check in in the first place. Yeah. And I'll say, okay. Yeah. And then I'll check in a little bit later. Yeah. If they if they really suck, I'll just fast forward. Yeah, that's the beauty. Like, what I have, what I've done forever is just I'll record the game and I, because I hate commercials and, you know, in between periods, I'll, I'll wait an hour at least and then I'll start watching it. Yeah. And if they're not playing well, I'll <laughs> <Yeah>. fast forward <laughs> the stupid thing and then, uh, but, but the playoffs, I, I just started getting all superstitious and started watching it live. Mm. But it's painful because I hate watching the, the national anthem and the, the talk before and the commercials. And it's like, oh, yeah. my God, get this going. Yeah. And it's just too, too much. Too yeah. much for me. I fast forwarded last night. I go, oh, we scored a goal. Yeah. Oh, we scored another goal. <laughs> and I started, started watching it. And then, boom, Colorado scores. Boom, Colorado scores. Yeah. Boom, Colorado scores. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. How do you blow a 4-2 lead in the third? Yeah. Yeah. At home, game four. I saw 4-2. Kate, great. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm exhausted. We're good. It's yeah. 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 We're good. Bill get through 6-5. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not very far into overtime. No. Right off the draw. Yeah, the better team. Better team. <clears throat> they could not. I couldn't believe how it looked like we were standing at quicksand. Yeah. On the back end, yeah. it just was like when I watched game one and two, guys were like, getting a run from their own blue line and just like going right through on breakaways, <laughs> like beating our defenseman just inside our blue line for yeah. a breakaway. Yeah. I thought, how does that happen? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> like, Jesus, they're both back. Yeah.
Five on six. Yeah, it was like, yeah, the Battle of Alberta was like fun, then the fun was over. <laughs> well, they just, they're just so much better, and then they yeah. were really good defending. Yes. Offensively, they could just fly and they could defend. So, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. pretty tough. Yeah. Well, the one, one, uh, one episode <clears> we had, uh, one of the custodians had like a Bluetooth speaker or something, pumping rock or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's not so bad as long as it's good music. Yeah. <laughs> you by. April wine. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, we talked a little bit about being swishy. Being too swishy. Okay. So keep the noise down. And, uh, but I mean, sometimes I feel like that's the least of my worries. He's not in the chair of death, so it's all good. Yeah, we had a chair that went like over. Like, it was like loose on the feet. Yeah, yeah. Bradley Wooden was like. <laughs> yeah. 